Welcome to the eighth episode of Cutting Edge. I'm Landon Sturdivant, and for those of you who've been tuning in day in and day out, your support means so much, and hopefully these episodes continue to be engaging, enjoyable, and valuable to you. Any feedback, insights, commentary, or suggestions for future episodes that you may have are greatly appreciated. Today's topic is around Kanye West. We all know him as the boisterously outspoken media nightmare that is simultaneously one of the most commercially successful rappers of all time with all 10 of his studio albums being critically acclaimed and achieving legendary status in their own right. He's won 22 Grammys, entered the Billboard Hot 100 a whopping 133 times, which is the fifth most of any artist ever, and all 10 of his albums peaked at number one, which is a feat only seven other artists have achieved. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, released in 2010, was also named the Album of the Decade by both Rolling Stone and Billboard. West's resume as a rapper is nearly unmatched, but what if I told you it could have easily never happened? Before Kanye was a rapper, he was an aspiring producer in the mid-90s, accumulating his first ever production credits for eight songs on a Chicago rapper named Graves' album at age 19. At the same time, he was taking painting courses at, Ch- at the Chicago Academy of Art, a school which he'd received merit to attend. Feeling that becoming Da Vinci wasn't his life path, he thought he'd be better suited pursuing an English degree at Chicago State University. It didn't take too long for Kanye to realize that he was not passionate about going to school and felt like his workload was getting in the way of his production work. He would inform his mother that he was dropping out of school to pursue music full-time. She was not pleased by his decision given that Donda West was a professor at that very same university. West formed the group Go-Getters in 1997 in order to release an album where he was a credited artist rather than the local ghost producing gigs where he was doing prior to that. Managed by a group called Hustle Period, they would go on to release an album in 1999 called World Record Holders, featuring numerous local talents. Simultaneously, as West's popularity grew as a producer, he was helping mix for songs on other artists' albums, including for Foxy Brown's China Doll, Harlem World's The Movement, and Goody Mob's World Party. He also produced six songs on rapper D-Dot's Tell Em Why You Mad, where he released under The Mad Rapper, a character from a skit in a notorious B.I.G. music video. This introduced West to much bigger names, including Mace, Raekwon, Eminem, and 50 Cent. At the turn of the millennium, West's body of work drew the eyes of Rockefeller Records, of which Jay-Z was a label mate. Serving as their in-house producer, he contributed five songs to Jay-Z's 2001 album The Blueprint, which is considered to be the project that saved Jay-Z's career. At the time, he was awaiting two criminal trials, one for assault and one for gun possession, and was the biggest punchline in the industry, gaining disses from several other rappers. West gained a lot of traction as a producer from that album, and would work and make songs for Janet Jackson, Ludacris, Alicia Keys, and Cameron, while the in-house producer for Rockefeller Records. Despite his ever-growing success as a producer, however, West knew deep down that he always wanted to rap. This went all the way back to his days as a 13-year-old, when he would always write rhymes and beg his mother to pay for studio time, which was in a basement where the mic hung from the ceiling by a clothing hanger. Even with his amazing track record as a producer, and even as a songwriter, labels had a really tough time taking West seriously. The rap scene at that time, though it's much different now, was completely central around the gangster image. One thing most every rapper had in common was that, or similar stories of struggle. Even Eminem, who didn't necessarily come from gang culture, lived in a trailer and faced abuse throughout high school. Though Kanye wasn't rich growing up, they were definitely middle class, and his mom being a professor with a background in value in education and being supportive and keeping him out of trouble made him virtually impossible to promote as a rapper back then. 
At least that's what they all thought. He approached several labels, all to no avail. However, Capitals A&R at the time said that they almost reached a deal with him, but someone convinced the label's president not to go through with it. Eventually, out of reluctance and fear of losing West as a producer, Damon Dash, who was then the head of Rockefeller, signed him on as both a producer and a rapper. About a year later, on October 23, 2002, West would have an experience that would reshape the trajectory of his whole life. Exhausted from spending several hours in the studio, then 25-year-old West would fall asleep at the wheel of his car while driving home, getting into a head-on collision that left him with a shattered jaw. To undergo reconstructive surgery, his jaw had to be wired shut, which became the inspiration for his first hit song as a rapper aptly titled Through the Wire. The song first debuted on his mixtape Get Well Soon, which was released in December of that same year as a lead-up for his upcoming and debut studio album. He admitted that the album was medicinal for him, as it distracted him from the pain and was therapeutic in letting him feel out his emotional trauma. The album, titled The College Dropout, was set to release in August of 2003, but was officially released on February 10th of 2004. The overarching theme, per Kanye's admission, was to make your own decisions, live life how you want, and to never let society put you in a box, similar to his experience of getting boxed into that producer role. The album had been leaked months prior, but Wes was not phased. With his intricate and deeply experienced background in production, he was able to significantly remix, remaster, and refine the project, adding new samples, new and edited verses, and just all around used the opportunity to perfect the project, postponing its release three times, just like the Kanye we know and love would. The college dropout received 441,000 first week sales. Keep in mind, this was 2004, when they were selling like the actual albums, not like streams on Spotify. Like they were selling hard copy albums and this sold 441K. And by November of the same year, it will have sold over 2 million copies. As of November 2020, RIAA certified the album as four times platinum. The lyrics and content revolutionized how rap was seen as a genre. Donda West states that her son was making music about being human. Seconding this was none other than Damon Dash, Yeezy's former boss, saying that he combines the superficialness that the urban demographic needs with the conscious rhymes for the kids with backpacks, he states. It's brilliant business. Donda's initial displeasure in her son being a college dropout and completely flipped, as she would later say, it was drummed into my head that college is the ticket to a good life, but some career goals don't require college. For Kanye to make an album called The College Dropout, it was more about having the guts to embrace who you are rather than following the path society has carved out for you. Thanks again for listening. Once again, I'm going to link my sources in the podcast description because believe it or not, I do not come up with these things on my own. If you want to follow the podcast, make sure to hit follow on Spotify or wherever you're listening. Currently, it's only available, I believe, on Amazon Music. We're still listening for Apple Music and, and uh, Apple Podcasts and Pandora, rather. And... Um, if you want to follow it on Instagram, however, it's going to be under Cutting Edge IG. That's C U T T I N G E D G E I G on Instagram. If you want to follow me, my Instagram is going to be Landon underscore Sturdivant. That's L A N D O N underscore S T U R D E V A N T. On Snapchat, I'm L T Sturdivant 21. That's L T S T U R D E V A N T 21. And my email is ltsturdevant at yahoo.com. That's L-T-S-T-U-R-D-E-V-A-N-T at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you on the next one.